If you're experiencing mixed feelings about the concept of assisted living, take comfort in knowing that you're not alone. Numerous myths and misunderstandings surround the idea of what life is like when residing in an assisted living community. When it comes to selecting the right community to meet your needs, it's crucial to distinguish between reality and fiction. Hello everyone, I'm Cheryl Musial and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, Dispelling Assisted Living Myths, Empowering Older Adults to Make Informed Decisions. We are joined by Eric Miller. He's a certified senior advisor from Care Patrol of Music City. Well, welcome, Eric. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today and join our listeners. Well, thank you for having me today, Cheryl. Well, Eric, as a certified senior advisor helping older adults and their family caregivers navigate care options, I was wondering, I bet you hear a few misconceptions about assisted living. Can you share just a few that you hear? Yes, that's a great question, Cheryl. Often people have the misconception that assisted living communities are the same as a nursing home. Usually it's the worst experience people may have ever thought or heard of in a nursing home, that they're run down, stinky, and overall poor conditions. This could not be more false. Um, Many assisted living communities are more like a cruise ship on land They're well-maintained, clean, and offer many services to residents. Most importantly, they're typically free of any terrible odors. Another misconception is that people lose their freedom in assisted living. Particularly, they can't drive a car or leave the community to be with friends or family. This is absolutely false. Many residents still drive vehicles while they're in assisted living. Also, residents can come and go to be with family and friends anytime they want. Many assisted living communities, in fact, go on day trips, take residents to restaurants, shopping, street fairs, the movies, plays, and even sporting events. And I would say one more common misconception that I hear is that assisted living is for old people. And while, yes, assisted living residents often range in age from their 50s all the way up to 100 plus, many residents buck the stereotype of being old. Rather, assisted living residents enjoy an active lifestyle, and some will boast that living in a social environment have made them feel younger or simply rejuvenated. So, Eric, thank you for sharing some of these misconceptions. And I especially love the idea about the cruise ship on land. Well, you know, I was wondering if you could expand more on the impact of assisted living on those individuals by sharing some of the typical services that are offered to older adults who are residing in an assisted living community. Yes, Cheryl, I'd be happy to. So services offered in an assisted living community can vary depending on the specific community. I'll break them down into four main categories just to kind of separate out some of those things. So let's break them down into medical, dietary, safety, including things like personal care and social types of services. So the first being medical, that's going to include things like medication reminders, medication management, checking vitals and blood sugar levels. Some people only need to be reminded to take medication or check their blood sugar, while others need complete assistance in order to comply with taking medication or any other health monitoring. And then dietary, um, talking about dietary, that's really going to refer to meals, snacks, and hydration for a resident. A lot of assisted living communities 
have a restaurant or dining room where nutritious and chef prepared meals. The best part is after each meal, no check is dropped off and no payments required. Food is actually included for the residents. So in addition to that, hydration is also an important part of assisted living. And assisted living communities oftentimes have water and other drinks and snacks out 24-7. Going into safety, there are these things that are referred to as activities of daily living or ADLs as they're sometimes known. And once somebody needs help with two or more, assisted living is really the right supportive environment to consider. Those ADLs are bathing, dressing, toileting, transferring, which includes getting in and out of a bed or chair, eating and continence support. Assistance with ADLs can range from verbal cueing and reminding a person to perform these tasks all the way to full assistance with completing these ADLs. Also, most assisting assisted living communities, they'll have walk-in showers to help prevent slips and falls, grab bars everywhere, including hallways between apartments and common areas. All of this is designed to mitigate risk of a health event or um, any kind of a a life event for the residents. The last thing and my favorite part are the social events. Social events are the best part of an assisted living community. This can include things like games, bingo, shuffleboard, bridge, entertainment such as live music, drum circles and sing-alongs. Spiritual activities such as morning devotional, Bible study, and church services, and so much more, including holiday celebrations, happy hours, and my favorite, when I visit assisted living communities, Taco Tuesday and Wine Wednesday. Assisted living communities can actually be a lot of fun and a very lively place. Right. And who doesn't love a Taco Tuesday? Sign me up, please. (laughs) So, you know, I was wondering, you know, Eric, with all the services that you mentioned in mind, can you please share a few tips just to consider when selecting the right assisted living community to meet specific needs? Yes, absolutely. I would use the guidance from an expert to help you navigate the process of determining the right communities. Specifically, seek out a certified senior advisor in your community as a market expert with the ethical standards to help you along the way. Second, I would ask your certified senior advisor to provide you with the care and violation history of each community you intend to tour. This way, you can make sure the community is safe for you or your loved one. And then finally, I would say tour the community and inspect what you expect. Look for the safety features the community boasts they provide. Observe the staff in action and ensure they are engaged with the residents. And lastly, ask to come for a meal. See how the food tastes and make sure it's up to your standards. Well, thank you for these helpful tips, Eric. I was wondering, with your experience, can you share with our listeners a story of a client or family who you've helped navigate finding the right assisted living community that met their needs? So Cheryl, I recently helped a family find a community for their parents. Let's call them the Davis family. There were several criteria the family wanted addressed. For example, they had concerns about fire safety. They were also concerned about medication management as Mr. Davis suffered a previous cardiac event and taking medication at the right time was important for him. Also, Mrs. Davis needed physical therapy for a recent fall that led to a shoulder injury. Finally, 
Mr. and Mrs. Davis were still fully continent and found themselves fighting to use the bathroom at the same time. While so much more went into their decision-making process, solving these were non-negotiable criteria for the Davis family. So let me share with you how I address these concerns. First, I let the family know where communities were one level with multiple side exits for fire safety. If there were two or more floors, we simply just made sure there were areas separated by fire doors where residents could safely wait for fire department assistance before exiting. To address the concerns about medication, we only looked at communities without medication errors on their state surveys. Also, the preferred community list was carefully cultivated with only places well-staffed with nurses and no temporary nursing staff. This was one way to help eliminate medication errors and give the Davis family confidence in the chosen community. Also, many communities allow home health companies to provide in-home physical therapy. However, I helped the Davis family find communities that had dedicated therapy rooms with an on-site physical therapy provider or communities that had a rehab adjacent to the assisted living area. This way, Mrs. Davis had great options to ensure she received physical therapy in her assisted living community. And lastly, bathrooms. As we age, many older adults reveal having a shorter time to hold it. The urgency to get to a bathroom can be so important. Neither Mr. or Mrs. Davis were ready to wear incontinence briefs either. I was able to find communities with two bathroom apartments for Mr. and Mrs. Davis, and we also found a second best solution, communities with available apartments right next to a community bathroom. Ultimately, these criteria and many other were factored into the decision for the Davis family, and they settled into their forever home with safety first without having to sacrifice their dignity or health. So, Eric, thank you so much for sharing this story and about the consultative approach that you took to find the right community for Mr. and Mrs. Davis. Absolutely. I am sure that many families are continuing to go through similar situations and hearing about the support they can obtain to properly navigate these care transitions has to be such an amazing support um, to find that right community. So on that note, I was wondering, can you recommend a few helpful tips, especially for those older adults and their caregivers when they're considering to select the right assisted living community? As I've said before, Find a certified senior advisor in your area to help you. A local expert can help you reduce stress while navigating this process. And here are a few more tips that I would also consider. To start, distinguish the difference between shiny chandeliers versus quality care in an assisted living community. And what I mean by that, sometimes the newest community hasn't worked out the kinks to develop processes and procedures. Make sure the care team in a new community has the right experience versus a more established community that may have several tenured employees on staff. Ask how long key staff members have worked for a community and in senior living as well. And also ask if there are any temporary staff working in the community. Next, I would measure safety over drive time. I hear time and time again, families are wanting to find the closest place to them. Just because a community is close to you does not mean it's the safest or the right community for you or your loved one. If you or your loved one has early onset dementia, for example, make sure the community has memory care in case a transition is needed. Ask if the staff are dementia trained 
to help individuals with the progression of this disease as well. And finally, cost versus convenience. Higher prices do not always translate to higher quality care. Some communities offer many conveniences to make life easier. Does the community have a visiting physician? How about a visiting podiatrist or a geriatric psychiatrist? Does the community have on-site therapy? And also, how about an on-site salon for a haircut or a manicure? These conveniences and accessibility should be factored into the decision-making process as well. Well, Eric, these are such excellent tips. I especially love to get the manicure. Let's check on that. As we near the end of this episode, can you please share any closing thoughts or recommendations with our listeners? I would be happy to. I've got a few thoughts I'll close with, Cheryl. I realize each family has a unique set of needs. Assisted living communities are not all the same. Make sure you find options that fit the needs of you or your loved one. That's so important. Sometimes people are afraid that going to assisted living means having to give up a lot of things. The right assisted living environment should provide the greatest amount of care in the least restrictive environment. Now, let me repeat that. A lot of times people will ask me, what, what is that? And I say, the right assisted living environment should provide the greatest amount of care in the least restrictive environment. Also, remember to tour the community before making a decision. Anyone can have beautiful pictures on a website or a brochure. And finally, focus on what's most important, and that is people. Everyone has different tastes, budgets, and preferences. Hopefully, you can find the environment that matches all of these things to your liking. However, remember this. Buildings don't take care of people. People take care of people. The right community for you or your loved one will display their ability to care for you and about you. And with that, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast today, Cheryl. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights with our listeners. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Listeners, to view resources, show notes, and access more My Care Advisors episodes, visit mycareadvisors.com. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this thought. Every day is a new beginning. Take a deep breath and start again. Choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.